It's okay to feel sad, anxious, stressed, lonely, or like the whole world is against you. But it is not okay to endure it alone. You are not alone. Mental health counselors are here for you. So let's heal together with therapy. This message is brought to you by Senior Capstone Class at Zayed University. All right, podcasting time. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Garage is the PowerWorks podcast. And a big hello to all the uh, all of our friends listening in on 100.3 FM in Dubai. It's great to have you along for the ride. WhatsApp in your questions, queries, We'll get to them right here on the podcast, and you'll hear it on 100.3. It's that simple. Glenn, how are you doing, man? Good, good. Yeah? Yeah. Good Friday, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Tired. <laughs> you know what? Every week is a tiring week, I find. It's just... Yeah, stuff's hanging on, though, isn't it? <laughs> stuff's hanging on. And... Teases us in the evening, and then the oh. next morning you get up, and it's like someone's... <laughs> Dumped you in the rainforest. <laughs> Although, depending on where you're listening to us from, you might be saying, summer's not hanging on, boys. No. Summer has come, it's gone, and yeah. winter is staring me in the face, and I'm not happy about it. We'll swap you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I want to kick off the show with a little bit of a car review from Joey Woo Woo. Now, yeah. this, is, this is an interesting one, because I want to preface this. So, Joey Woo Woo happens to be my brother. Joey Woo Woo, master mechanic who is now working in the energy industry. And, you know, when you think about someone who's worked in the car industry for an awfully long time and, you know, knows his way around a, a spanner or two, yep. you, you know, you, you you figure when they review something that it's going to, you know, there's going to be some technical stuff involved and whatever. <laughs> and that's not a Joey Woo Woo automotive review. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, <laughs> so so he's he's currently driving, and so the the deal is because he's working in the energy sector, he periodically has to go on site, and when he's going on site to do whatever he is doing, they rent him a car, and usually it's for a month, so he gets all sorts of new vehicles to try out for a month, and he will send in a variety of reviews, and. In the three micro-reviews that he has sent of different parts of this current car, which is his favorite so far, and it's a Volkswagen Passat, I couldn't tell you if it is the newest model. I couldn't actually tell you what model it is because he hasn't told us. What, you know, It's a Passat, but what trim group is he driving? I figure it's medium of the road to high end because oh. it's a it's a rental and they're, they're not putting the, the bare-bones machine out there. Yeah, yeah, the Passat was always even the base spec was always a bit yeah. of a flagship car so it was always well equipped and and he's yeah. saying of all the vehicles he's driven so far he's, you know, he's he's been driven he's been driving some gm products he's got the mazdas which he really liked and the list goes on he says this is by and far the best vehicle he's driven and so flying the flag yeah so i thought okay there you go and 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 you know he did own the powder blue rabbit at one point in his life he was he was that guy so things have changed <laughs> Things yeah. have changed since those days. <laughs> now he's driving a grandpa car. Yeah. But he, so first of all, what's what's it, what's the first thing he fires in on? Be, mostly because he's he's just throwing a little bit of pie in your face. Yeah. He's like first thing is like chrome. Look at this chrome. This yeah. beautiful. It's, and you know black 
Passat. Well, you know, you, you've, you've already said it's the grandpa car. Yeah, chrome trim. So he's loving that. He then he then proceeds to to give a I'm driving review. So I, I don't know exactly how he's doing those, but he... I'm sure he's clipping <laughs> his phone to it. Yeah. Yeah, something on him, and he's got both hands on the <laughs> For controls sure. at all times. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, first of all, the first thing he he notices about this vehicle. So, if you you know, it's all the key things. Excellent maneuverability of the Passat because he can dodge raccoons. Well, so <laughs> last thing you want to do is hit a raccoon, a raccoon yeah. damage your car. It's exactly so. Excellent maneuverability. It's got a great sunroof. Now. He's in North America. It's getting a little cool. I guess he's he likes to you know have the wind blowing in what little hair he has. I don't know. So that's good. Long drives though, right? Yeah. So yeah. Fresh air keeping hour and a half. He's doing an yeah. hour and a half commute. Fresh air keeping yeah. you awake then. Zippy, as he said, especially when you're dodging raccoons. But it's nice and zippy on on the highway. He he's really enamored. That's a great word, isn't it? I how like often, it. How often like do you it. use that in a sentence? I, I'm, an, I'm enamored with the way it's this is really working. Good one. My students will, you know, it's a little pause here. My students who I teach public speaking to would just have had a field day with me using that word. Go, Sir, whoever uses that word in a sentence? Because I'm constantly getting on them about words they use in sentences that you might write. But nothing you wrong with having a good vocab. <laughs> just being very eloquent. So he's enamored absolutely enamored with the uh, fact that it's got that sunroof that that really got him going it's surprising yeah he's got a great stereo he liked that and, he, and yeah. we, we could hear it in the background so how he gives me these reviews is through whatsapp typically so he he loves the stereo it's it, you know and he showed the he showed the console it looked pretty nice at night it was all lit up it was yeah. great his his other thing that he loves, and I think he's become a lazy driver, but he is a grandpa, right? So, <laughs> is he he is absolutely smitten, <laughs> enamored and smitten. We're going all out. We were today. going all out with lane assist. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. It's like, what once you've once you've had it, and it's, and, and obviously, the, I mean, the, yeah. the road that Joey's on in the videos, he sends it looks like it's four thousand miles straight in one direction. Pretty much, it's a toll road. It just drives. There's no one on it, and, and you just you will oh. soon get used to having it. Yeah, and I've I've driven a few cars for extended periods with it, and with the adaptive cruise control and everything else, where it'll slow down to the car in front, even to a stop, and then go with them, and uh-huh. even round roundabouts and things, and uh-huh. it's. Very, very easy to get used to. Yeah. So yeah. he's this is this is a must for him now. Lane yeah. assist. If no lane assist, no go on that vehicle. Yeah. So I thought, wow, that's that's it's amazing how quick we get rid of all these, you know, skills of keeping centered in your well, lane. It's you know, <laughs> yeah. I remember having a I remember having maybe ten, twelve um cars sat in the in the compound for our fleet department in VW in the UK. And they've been specced without cruise control, and the fleet company wouldn't take them. There you go. Because the drivers that were driving them were using them on the motorway. Yeah. And they wanted cruise control. I get that. Yeah. So it's kind of 2022's cruise control now, lane assist. And it's been like, you know, it's been around. Yeah. Very, very well put together being around for six, seven years now. Yeah. It's around a lot longer than that. It didn't just didn't always work. But. The things we need now, we've got lane assist, backup cameras. I don't. I, I think the even the the lowest spec car these days has a backup camera in it. Yeah, because it's literally <laughs> just a lens and a, yeah. and a couple of wires. Because there's yeah. all of almost all you you know you've got things like Nissan Sunnies and things like that that are always yeah. going to be 
bog standard aimed at rental companies sort of thing. But almost all cars now are coming with a screen, yeah. touch screen. So it's and, easy. you know, Apple or Android Connect, so. Yeah, simple. The other, th- he had a complaint. He did have one complaint. He didn't talk. Oh, the other thing that he was just over the roof with gas mileage. He's saying the ridiculous pet- economy. I, I know. I'm looking at this and I'm going, and he's figuring it's, you know, so he hasn't looked under, under the hood to give me the specs of the vehicle, but he's figuring, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty zippy car. He, th- he says, I think it's got a turbo in it. With a two liter turbo. Yeah. yeah. And he said, this thing is getting ridiculous gas mileage. And I thought, it's not a hybrid. It's just well-tuned, well-designed engine. It's just, and it's operating in a perfect climate as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so he's laughing. He's saying, this is, he says, I still got 700 kilometers left on the tank. Yeah, he's getting nearly <laughs> 1,000 out of a tank. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and the other thing is with it, you know, it's a massive car, really. Yeah. So it's a huge car. Yeah. And they've got a big tank. Yeah. They're quite light for the size, relative to the size. And, you know, if you can get 1,000 kilometers out of a tank of fuel. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Happy days. Yeah. So he's, he's really happy with that. He did have a complaint. You know, and I thought, okay, the mirrors. And he says, and of course he used the technical term because he said the mirrors are a little small. And he's one of those con- convexy thingies <laughs> in the corner. I love that. I, I loved his mechanic technical things. term, but he's. <laughs> Does Joe just like them because they're shiny? Joey, do you just like those <laughs> convex extra mirrors because they're shiny? I mean, I imagine him having like a, a, a an old Vespa or his old scooter yeah. with like 400 mirrors so, on it. So I don't know if that's a North American thing, actually. Because when I was back in Canada and the U.S. in the summer, pretty much every rental we had had industry, you know, factory-installed wide-angle mirror pieces, concave mirror, convex mirror. I I, I really can't get on with them. So I I don't know if that's a mirror. You know, and again, to me, it's just like, are you doing a shoulder check? Like it's, you know, you look in the mirror and then uh, you give a little shoulder check and away you go. This is like Joey's just said, (laughs) he's not even holding the wheel because he's got lane assist on. Set the cruise, listening to stereo. He's got Kim Mitchell playing. He's not not moving. Patio lantern. in the back seat at some point. I, I'm looking forward to when it gets a little bit cooler and then he warms up his lunch on the dash. So then he gives yeah. us a review of the the yeah. uh, window defogger and the heat that it could generate. Yeah, it won't but, be long. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting one. And I, I'm curious, and I'll have to send him a note, do the mirrors also work? Are they are they synced with the uh, high beam, whatever we call it, the 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 high beam light reflectors. Oh yeah, what I don't do, know. What, I couldn't tell from the picture whether no. it had the um, chromatic. Oh, chromatic. That's what we're called. There we go. See, that's the mechanic but term. They, they. I know they, the the. I'm the, sure the rear view will be electronic. But I, I'm sure, and, and it's the vehicles when you've got the the driver side and the passenger side mirrors. The vehicles that don't have chromatic effect on those, it's like, why have, why have you done it for my rear view mirror? And then I've got a whole issue of getting blinded. Those mirror glasses are expensive. Yeah, yeah. Super expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we've never, ever had a customer that I can think of that's had one that, because they, they tend to bleed and then oh, they'll go brown yeah. or they'll be permanently ah. blue. So, but we've never replaced one like for like because okay. it's 1500 there. So no one wants to spend that. Yeah, so most yeah. people don't spend them. Yeah. But they're very, very good when they work. Hmm. And again, when you've had one 
in your car that works, yeah. it's very hard to go back. Yeah, exactly. Especially, I mean, especially <laughs> those sort of trips that Joey's doing, clearly in the dark at night. Yeah. You're going to get somebody railing up behind you and, and the lights are going to be on. It's noticeable. Yeah. Especially when you're not concentrating on the road because you've got lane assist on. Yeah. You'll be looking around. <laughs> He's probably, you know, it's noticeable. I might wake you up from your snooze. He's reading the Toronto Sun. He's yeah. looking at the Sunshine Girl there on page two. <laughs> <laughs> you get page two there. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so. Otherwise, he likes the car. He said, "He says, he said, yeah, I'll give you a more comprehensive review." But his his initial review is, "This is a good car," and he he own it. It's par- he's parking it front and center in the driveway. It's and- weird the Passat. It's like it's as a saloon. I remember I started at VW when I was a kid and I'd had a Polo as my first car and I always loved the Mark II Golf. So I loved VWs because of those cars. My grandfather, who was the car nut in the family, had always liked his his bikes, but his cars were always Japanese. Hondas, Mitsubishis, that sort of stuff. So I got it from my own looking at the front of Max Power magazine and Redline magazine when I was a kid. And I remember joining and being like, always excited to work on a golf. But all the guys that had been there for a long time were all about the Passat. Mm. And that was like the one. And, and and even the manufacturer, even head office in, in Norton Keynes in the UK, it's always about the Passat was always a big deal. Yeah. Interesting. And then it's kind of nobody wants a saloon car anymore. <laughs> so, you know don't really know what's happened to it you never hear any updates no. of it and yeah. like that one joey's got it, it it probably is if at most a year old so it is the current model but yeah. like you don't hear about it no. like the arteon is a fantastic looking car previous to that the passat cc fantastic looking car really really nice trim levels everything was good to look at but nobody wants to buy a saloon car anymore yeah. it's, it's interesting isn't it and it's like well They've just nailed it with this Arteon and then they're going to stop and they're going to give us... <laughs> everybody wants an SUV. I, I, yeah. You know, so it's, the Passat's a weird one. I mean, I don't know. What do, what do reps, what do sales reps drive now? Yeah, I wonder if... The, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a super interesting question, isn't you know, it? Like in the UK, people people will be driving up and down their, their route in a, in a car and it was always a diesel saloon. Yeah. They didn't have a. You might get the odd one that would have a, a, a an estate car or an event or a you know, shooting break, whatever you want to call it. As we're thinking here, I wonder if Joey Wu is awake. <laughs> I, you know, he'd kill me, but I wonder if he's awake. Well, I don't know what the time difference is. What is it? Uh, eight hours. Eight hours. So it's only one in the morning, James. Oh, he's not going to be up. <laughs> <laughs> he could be up reviewing the Passat. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. So, so we'll, we'll get more on this Passat, but it, you know, a saloon car. Where do they fit into the the whole ecosystem of automobiles that we want to buy? And and they just don't f- the manufacturers yeah, say they don't fit in, which yeah. must come from <laughs> buying trends. But, I guess. And but I I think the buying trends, and this is the crazy thing, I I really think these buying trends are manufactured by the manufacturers yeah. because they're only making you know, sport utility vehicles and people want to have, and quite frankly, sport utility vehicles are ugly. Like, yeah, on the, on the whole. On the whole. Yeah. Although, you know, I'm going to eat my words because yesterday as I was walking in the parking lot and heading to, you know, get uncover the Jeep because when you got no windows, you got to put cover on it everywhere or else. Stray cats and all stray that. Stray cats. I, I, came out, I came out of the house the other day. I hadn't put the cover on at night. There's a cat on the roof. And all I'm thinking, 
I hope it had, didn't make a make home inside yeah, the car. It's not just territory, is it? No, it didn't. It didn't. No, Thank goodness. <laughs> but anyway, I'm coming out, getting ready to take the cover off, and I'm walking by uh, a Volkswagen Touareg. And clearly, a very new one. The new like, ones are really nice. And I'm looking at it because what caught my attention is I thought it was an Audi. It really had more of the Audi lines on it, and I yeah. had to take a second look. And, and the, what caught my attention was it's huge. <laughs> I I, um, I overtook a car, possibly when I shouldn't have, just to get behind a new one the other day. It was really, really like a nice sort of cream color, like a flat cream, yeah. not metallic. It it's was a beautiful vehicle. Very nice car, yeah. I, I looked at that and I said, I don't want one of these. Yeah, I like the the the, 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 that, the brand is in the middle at yeah. the back. The, the model name, sorry, is in the middle at the back, and and it looks it looks. I prefer it to the Cayenne. It looks really wide, and I guess that it's on the same platform, aren't they? The yeah, 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 yeah. So really, it, it just struck me as being so big. So I thought, wow, this is they are big, though, aren't they? Nice you, I mean, if you you look at the you look at the Tiguan now. Mm. Some markets they do a Tiguan. I think they call it an L or an XL, where they have seven seats in the Tiguan. That's the a old, push. That's a push. The old Tuareg. Well, it isn't though. Oh, okay. And they're so big, <laughs> and the old Tuareg you couldn't get seven seats in, yeah. and the one that I have, which is the second gen one, no way. And the ticks so are the Tiguan. It, cars have just gone. Hatchbacks and saloons started to do it, yeah. and now they're dying out. SUVs are now doing it, where the they're getting bigger every time. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to see. I mean, I don't I don't particularly have any aspiration to own a saloon car, and I understand that it's possibly just something that's no longer fashionable. You know, yeah. horse and car was fashionable at one point. We've moved on, haven't we? But <laughs> I think it's such a shame because there are some good saloons out there, and, and like you say, a lot of the SUVs are just dog ugly. I mean. Yeah. You, you, We've mentioned the one. It's like these things, the Cross Tour, and like the Toyota. <laughs> hold, did. On, hold on, I lo- I like the Honda Cross Tour. The Toyota did one. It's really weird. <laughs> it didn't it, last. It was something I saw yesterday. <laughs> I said to DJ, "What do you think to that a mess?" Actually, abomination was the word I used. The Toyota Raze R A Z E to make it sound cool yeah. to the kids. I assume. Yeah. Honestly, possibly. Do you know when Lego? <laughs> Do you know in Lego make it so you go and buy like a Bugatti Veyron in a Lego kit, but it's not the big one, it's like the small one that yeah. you can fit in your hand. Yeah. So it's just blocky and does not look it looks like a, a, a Veyron would have looked on a Mega Drive. Oh no, on an Atari or a Commodore. That's what this raise looked like. Oh, looked like somebody had designed a car, sent it to the factory, but they'd sent it in low res and then they built it in low res. Yeah. They're catering to a very particular but market. And someone and the, likes those. But you know by looking at the car what it's going to feel like inside, yeah. oh. what it's going to smell like yeah. inside, synthetic. Isn't that the worst? It's just... Just a dog ugly car and I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. I have no idea what who that... Well, I don't know who that's aimed at. Well, yeah. What's the reason for buying that? It was by the yeah. Yaris. Yeah. I just don't get that. Yeah. But yeah, th- there's there's a lot of making for making sake, it seems, with that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, try, try, you know let's try. Let's try. Yeah. Let's see what we can do here. We've We've still got leftover parts... And we've still got... You know, just, yeah, <laughs> one thing I can say is, the so VW T-Rock, which is like their entry-level car at the minute, here, because I don't think we get the Polo anymore, do we? No. So T-Rock is probably their entry-level, other than the, the bog standard trim-level Golf. Um, T-Rock's got the nice name, though. Yeah, it does uh, have a decent name, but unless it's the top-spec sporty 
XL, GT, this, that, and the other, they look awful. Mm. The wheels are too narrow, <laughs> too small. I don't see too many plasticky. of them around, not, at least not in the neighborhood and not where I'm driving. So I've seen a few, but I haven't. Uh... No, I've seen a few uh, that have got rental car company stickers in the back. Ah, okay. Um, but the the ones that you see on the road that look good, uh, there was a red one the other day and it had all nice gloss black trims on it and it had this weird sort of decal on the on the rear, mm. on the on the C-pillar, but it, they look good in top trim. Right. But otherwise... It's kind of and the car's got to look good. You're, you know, you're, even if you're using it for sales and it's a company car, you you still want it to look nice when you rock up somewhere. And and if you're going to drive it for two three years, you want it to look good for two three years. You'd think so, but you don't think people care if these are entry level, right? They're aimed at you would think. So you've mentioned the example. Joey used to have a rabbit. Yeah. When he was younger. Yeah. He's now loving a Passat. The guy that Joey that had the rabbit was not about a Passat at that age. No. But now the age that he's at is about the Passat. So you'd think that these cars are aimed at the younger generation to then get them so that, okay, we'll go from this and then we'll, you know, we'll graduate, we'll get a job and maybe go for a Tiguan. Mm. And then we'll graduate on from that into starting a family, we'll get a Tuareg. And maybe that's how the brand and VW see it. But do... You've got kids of kind of this age group. Do they really aspire to own a car anymore? Do they aspire? Do, or and is it and it's seen almost. So I got one son who doesn't have a driver's license. Yeah. He had it, and then he, you know, he had his learners and this, and all he basically had to do was go and do the test. And you know, during COVID, it lapsed, and so he doesn't have a driver's license. I got the other one, who who would like a car, can't really afford a car at this point, and you know, he'll house it for someone, and they'll say, hey, you can use the car or. You know, he'll do a rental when he needs stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really talk about the car he would like to own. Like it's not, I mean, I remember when I was in high school and, and all that stuff and your, you know, cars are all your, all you're thinking is awesome. Can't yeah. wait to have a car. There was always the cars you wanted to own. I'm not hearing that from, from the young guys anymore. It's not, oh yeah, I want to have that Volkswagen or I want to get that GM product or at least not the people I'm hanging around with. They're not talking about that. No. And so I don't know if that's widespread. I have to do the survey, I guess. But I, I'm not hearing that aspiration anymore. I don't I don't see whether it, I, it's hard to see whether it's like a smoking cigarettes kind of thing, which has just mm. become socially accepted that that's ridiculously stupid for you to do. <laughs> yeah. Or whether it's the fact that because you can no longer work on vehicles on the driveway. So when I so I got my love of cars from my granddad, there's no doubt about it, but all of my friends had the same from their dads or granddads. Mm. So you were all sort of tinkering around with cars. If I wanted to instill that, and I definitely do not want to, to do it, but if I wanted to instill that same passion in my two daughters, I can't do that at home yeah. because you can't even change a light bulb at home anymore. <laughs> yeah. You can't check the oil. You can't do these that things. That blows my mind every time we talk but about you, this, every show. That really just... But you, you, but yeah. you can't... You can't... Not that you can't. Obviously, I could, but it's not easy or safe. Mm. Again, it probably wasn't safe then, but there's different <laughs> standards, I guess. But my point is, is it because it's sort of died out, that passing on of the love of a car? Yeah. Is yeah. that what it is? Or is it a social thing where it's like the pollutant? Yeah. 
you know, all the raw materials are coming from war-torn countries increasingly. Just the CO2 just, gas emissions. You know, they're just yeah. killing yeah. the planet. Yeah. What's the deal? And then there's also this whole social movement of it's not cool to show what you've got kind of attitude of, yeah. of you know, a car used to be a bit of a, a bit of an extension of your personality. Yeah. You know, people used to feel free of, you know, they'll go and spend loads of money on putting silly stickers and spoilers on it and stuff like that and people but you don't i mean does that even happen anymore what's that all about like so it's hard to say and i don't know interesting one i'm gonna jump in here for a second hard and i i hear interesting one just again someone a little bit closer to our vintage uh my cousin richard bilo calgary yeah the detail guy we just posted a picture i guess he you know he had a, a fairly nice porsche that he sold and it's gone now so he's very happy about that but he he had his 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 daily drive sitting beside a lambo and it was and he said you know what i'll still stick with the volvo he's got a volvo estate you know a v70 you know it's it's a station wagon or an estate car he loves it he says this is this is the vehicle this is what any day i'll stick with the volvo well take the lambo sell it and buy free <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I thought that was interesting. It is, um, you know, and it's it's the utility. You can pull the trailer, you can pull the boat, you can pull the sea. Polar opposites. Yeah. You could not get any further away from a Lamborghini than you can with yeah. a Volvo, right? That's, and this is a guy who's around, you know, look, he's, he's got the Porsche, he's got the pickup, he's got the, that's his go-to drive. I thought, okay. Yeah, but he's around nice cars all the time. Right? All, the, all day and long. you desensitize to it. Yeah, all so, day long. So it's, uh, I thought we, that's, we get the similar thing here, like, I used to love the idea of maybe one day I'll buy myself a Porsche. Yeah. I don't think I would now. Not because I don't like them. Yeah, yeah. But because the shine's gone off them because I see them all the time. Yeah. They're no longer sort of rare. Now, the other yeah, day yeah. there was eight of them in. <laughs> it's like everyone's got one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. I guess 36, 10 years time, probably not going to have enough money to buy one. And by that point, it looks yeah. like a midlife crisis. So. Colin's driving around in the Armada now. Yeah. I'm on the road yesterday. So I'm, you know, coming out of Murdiff, make a left, heading up towards the, the 611. And right in front of me is a brand new Armada, which I didn't realize they were still making Armadas. With the rounded sort of patrol lights on it and stuff. It, I, I had to take three looks to figure out, I mean, it said Armada, and I'm thinking, okay, someone just messed around with the badging. Mm. Because it, it really did look patrol-like. Yeah, I don't know if maybe it's from a different market. We've had yeah. a, a black one come in here. And when the customer called me to say, I've got a problem with the Armada, I couldn't, they couldn't open the tailgate. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. I came in and I was like, it's patrol. So I don't know, maybe it's yeah. from a different market and they maybe. badge them differently. They just name it. Okay. But, yeah, it was those, interesting. Those those Armadas, are, <laughs> they've, got, they've got a bit of charm about them because of how big and ugly and unnecessary they are it reminds me of the old durangos yeah so not, same thing yeah you know, big ugly and those durangos were great off-road except the front end was a little bit too long so you're always <laughs> taking out the, the 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 radiator yeah but uh yeah 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 they're not um they they were one of the examples of cars that kill the planet there we go exactly Glenn Power, by the way, is who I'm talking to. My name's James Pikeaway. This is the PowerWorks podcast. You sent me and a further video or, or some images of again another Tesla owner doing more Tesla upgrades. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've got another one in for that, yeah. We're starting I, to get a bit of a name for ourselves I for it. <laughs> I, I, did, I started doing a little bit of research because I thought, is this, you know, I never think of mods on Teslas. And apparently, this is a big market. I mean, not just here, but Tesla owners want to do brakes seem to be the big one and other things. Like, there's a lot of modifications now that you can, aftermarket mods you can do on a Tesla. Yeah. I was so surprised. We, let me just search for them now because it was... Hey, the one that you sent me, you'd done brakes before on one and put, I guess, larger brakes. Yeah, and, that's right. Drills and, and grooved as well, yeah. And so is that to help it stop faster or is that just vanity? Probably both. Okay. To be fair, the brakes that we put on it were, on, on the first one we did, the guy was going to use the car on the, and did use the car on the track. Okay. The second one we did was a bit of a, oh, I want to do that to mine, but never used it on the track. Right. So he would never have got the brakes hot enough for them to be effective. In fact, he probably probably made it break uh, less effective than it than it was yeah. if it had left it standard, to be fair, by using it on the, on the street. But yeah. the Model Y that was in this time, was to so it had big off-road tires on it already yeah. and then we were lifting it we put a lift on it for an inch and a half wow um we backed it up to another one yeah i saw that i saw that. see yeah there's a slight difference in that and what what was the it was just wants to look higher i'm assuming <laughs> it's <laughs> did he put again, new tires on as well yeah yeah so it had okay. off-road sand tires on it okay um, but this 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 car has no approach angle on the front bumper. So yeah. taking it off-road into the sand will be a disaster for the front bumper. The battery is in the bottom of the car. Right. Getting this thing teetering on a rock or a, or a stump of a tree is a $100,000 mistake. Yikes. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't... I don't think it's a... I don't think he's going to get used off road. To be fair, mm-hmm. this was a this was a specced up hmm. Model Y that the guy had waited for months for, picked it up, and his lift kit was already here. <laughs> so we lifted it. Do as we're told. It's going to come go. back in thousand kilometers for us to make sure everything's still tight. So obviously yeah. we've done a lot of work on that to do it. But it was one of the things about the testers which. Me and DJ, so when they come in, only me and DJ will work on them because we're suitably qualified to do it. We enjoy working on them because they're all new, relatively new. It's not going to be the same in a few years' time when they're old and they're starting to corrode and rust and people have had a go at this and that and bent this and bent that. There's some things on them where you look at them and being from VW, both of us, DJ moved on to Audi, but it's the same group. You look at them and think, that's not right. That won't last. You know, and, and and then you think to yourself, which we always do, what would one of our lads do in this case and what would someone else's guys do in another workshop that maybe don't have the same level of skill we've got? And you just think these are going to get broken and there's going to be some real disasters. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's things like if you have a, a nut going through two components with a bolt going through it. Yeah, it sounds pretty common. tighten them up, yeah? Yeah. So where the thread of the bolt is exposed after the nut's gone on it, uh-huh. you don't want that facing forwards in the direction of travel because you don't want right. road spray. Yep, makes sense. Sand grit getting onto the thread so then yeah. you can't undo it. Absolutely makes and sense. Facing that, not on a Tesla. 
they're facing, so they're going to get all the debris on it? And not always. Some of them are one way, some of them are the oh, other. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, that's that's auto design 101. Yeah. So we've actually... So what do you do? Cover them then? Put a little cover on no, it? No, we just put them the other way around. Oh, them them we put it back together. <laughs> do, you, do you think that that's just an error at, uh, at you know, assembly? That someone hasn't been thinking? There is... Had it been consistent... So, to be fair, the Model Y and the Model 3s that we've had, there wasn't that much difference with the setups. Mm. Very little difference with the setups. And that's a very, very clever way to build cars. Yeah. Um, and I, and that means I, you can you can have a you can run four or five different things off the same shells. line. Yeah, yeah. where you go. So very clever way to build cars. And had they all been consistently incorrect, and it's our yeah. opinion based yeah. on what we're used to, had they all been inconsistently incorrect, we might have said, oh well, you know what? That's probably to do with the tools that they use for assembly, right. or whatever. But they weren't. In, they weren't. No. There was inconsistencies. Just decided, so yeah. it's it, it must be down to just whoever's on the line on that position you, you on that day. You think that would get caught by the quality control guys? Say, uh, hold on a second here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how their That's QCs weird. work, but yeah. you you would have, I know they'll have electronic because these have been around for decades. You have a recorded list of everything that you've tightened up mm. and it just, you go, you go in a, a methodical order and yeah. it, leaves a record that you've talked it to the right talk setting and that's possibly all they check they don't necessarily uh, say interesting so who knows they might check one or two every now and again yeah um, but yeah we it's interesting yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the nice little things that they did though which is very unnecessary but it's nice but this it was a, nice this is important we almost want to give them a drum roll yeah <laughs> nice thing that tesla's done on the rear damper the bolts as they come out of the turret yeah. at the top, yeah. they've got little plastic washers on that are threaded on. So they're only thin, but they're they're too small to just slide off the off the bolt. Okay. So when you undo the bolts, they don't fall out. That's a great idea. Really cool. That's a really good. So idea. So unnecessary. So unnecessary. But what a great idea. The only problem with it is when you don't know that and you keep winding it, you get the washer to the end. Right. Don't realize it's going to be a problem, and then you can't get it back in. Yeah, and they're really tight to wind on. Mm. But yeah, that was uh, that was quite handy. Nice. Yeah, so, well, you know, a, a couple of years ago when we were talking about Teslas, you hadn't worked on a lot, but you, you know, a few of the first gens had come through. Yeah, and you know, you're kind of, eh, I don't know what I think about these things. What are you thinking now of Teslas? The only thing I I don't have a qualified opinion. Yeah. We haven't seen a hundred of them, and we haven't, you know, haven't done any brand specific training. Nor have I spoken to anyone that can say yes to any of those two things. But they don't look to me like they're going to last. Mm. That's all out. That's yeah. all I I think on them. They don't look to me like they're necessarily. They kind of look like they're put together like a mobile phone. If you can get a couple yeah. of years out of them for the new one coming out, then great. Yeah. Okay. So I, 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 there's just just little things. But 20 years ago, they'd never made a car. Yeah. And now every fifth or sixth car on the road you see is one. Yeah. So, so they're doing something, right? Even if it's just a marketing exercise. Yeah. I just think that have they got the... And, and it's ultimately down to one man. Does Elon Musk have the desire to see this through for a hundred years. Obviously he won't be around for a hundred. Well, no, he probably will be as an alien, isn't he? <laughs> so does he have the desire to be around for a hundred years as a company making cars? Or does he think, well, we're off to Mars in a few years. Who cares? 
And it kind of is a bit slapdash like that when mm. you look at them underneath. Mm. There's little things that just make you think, oof. But they are acquiring smart and sensible people. And, mm. and some of the production and design you would think would be improved by that. I don't know. But mm. from 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 working on VWs and, and having that training, when you look at one and work on one, as I say, they're new so it's easy. But they're they just don't look like they're gonna they're gonna last. Some of the things on them make you question that. Have you, are you getting any other EVs into the shop? No, not really. We had yeah. a guy stop by with an MG. He just had a puncture in one of his tires, yeah. and uh, that was it. We we don't really get any others at all. Mm. And there are a few companies out here that are, are working on them, especially some of the ones that are being sold here without the manufacturers back up. So the VW. Did, did you ever, yeah? Did you ever find out where the electric VWs are? Be, who's servicing them? Who? Yeah, there's a couple of companies okay. out here that are doing it, and. Because you can't take it to El Nabuda. No. Yeah. No. They won't touch it. No. And you know what? The reason VW and the same for Mercedes, the EQ Mercedes ones. The Which reason look very sweet, the EQ yeah. Mercedes. You know, the reason they're not sold here is because the manufacturer is not ready. You're not, not sufficiently happy that they'll survive in the climate. Mm. And this is not a cheap car. Yeah. So they can't be buying them back after six months on by the dozens because yeah. they've sold them and they're no good a lot of people have bought wow. them over the last few months here there's a lot again the ids and the the, the id4 the id6 the cross there's there's at least three id6s within 300 meters of my place yeah and you know another one cropped up the other day charger out front it's parked there beautiful looking vehicle they are nice looking cars, i keep waiting yeah. for i keep hoping when i'm out walking the dog that the owner's going to be out so i can have a chat just yeah hear the, hear the story yeah, they are they are nice cars, but the reason they're not sold here is because the manufacturer hasn't done enough R and D. And mm. I would, with the money you're paying for them, I would probably wait. Yeah, but that's that's just me. Some yeah. people can't wait, and we're not going to get into servicing those. There's a few reasons for that, but the biggest and most important one is just that we have a respect for what in the VW case, what the brand will try and be yeah. doing and the manufacturer is trying to do something in the interest of the customers because far too often people are happy to say, well, those cars are rubbish. Right. And they've not yeah. been made very well. Well, they're actually doing due diligence here. And so we don't, we have a bit of respect for that, me and DJ, and, and we'll make sure that we don't touch them until they're sold here. But also, we buy thousands of dirhams of parts every day from mm. VW. Yeah. And and we don't want to spoil a, a relationship with them by by giving a good level of service to vehicles that they've not sold. Yeah. Which, you know, then stops people buying from them. Yeah. So it's just about trying to be mindful of the of the ecosystem that we're in really. We we don't have any reason they don't give us anything for free. And everything we get, we pay silly money for compared to if we're at home. <laughs> but we are in the country we're in, and that's the way it is. Yeah. And we're operating and, and we're doing business in this country. So that's that's the way that it is. So yeah. we just want to be mindful of, of not not doing the wrong thing. And also, why would we want to keep people fixed in a VW that hadn't been sold by VW? Because VW don't think it's going to survive yet. Yeah, no. Excellent. Excellent. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Garage. This is the PowerWorks podcast. My name is James Pikeaway. We, we want to change direction just a little bit. Yep. Tire wear. 
And I say this only because I got a set of tires on one of my vehicles that I, I, I have to take a look at the date because I am going in for the RTA inspection and, oh. and I'm wondering. Nail bites in time. <sighs> no, it'll be fine. <laughs> but I think the tires might be up. And, right. and uh, you know, you start noticing things on the ride and I'm looking at the tires and, they, you know, it doesn't get a tremendous amount of wear. But then you start following vehicles or start seeing vehicles in front of you and you start noticing the shakes and the shimmies and you, you walk by vehicles and you're looking at the tread wear and it tells a lot of stories. Yeah. And I, I, it, you know, as I start looking at it, it's, it's not rocket science here to start figuring out what's going on, but I don't think we pay enough attention to what is being told to us by the tread wear pattern. No, you can, you can get, if you Google uneven tire wear, I would guess something will come up that will give you yeah. some patterns and, and some descriptions of it. You've put something in the notes yeah, here I, for I Michelin. Just, I think I did exactly that. Tire wear and it, you know, there was um, probably about 2 million links yeah. came up and I just, you know, this one's called Irregular Tire Wear 101. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they've got three quick images that they're showing stuff and they're just talking about, okay, well, what's this mean? And I thought, this is amazing because I've never looked at anything like this. Been, been driving for years. I don't, countless numbers of tires been replaced. Still never pay attention to the wear pattern to, to say, hey, you know what? You got to get alignment done. Or, oh, hold on. This is this is telling me that my shocks aren't working right or that my dampers are gone or that my stabilizer bars need to be replaced. Like there's a lot of information here. Yeah, I mean, what, you, what you'll find with, with tires is when, as they, as, look, they're rubber. So, so, yeah. so, so they're going to wear out before the road surface does. And they'll wear out quite quickly when there's a problem. So you don't always get a good lot of warning. There's only eight millimeters of tread on a brand new tire. So in a hot That's country it, like this. That's it? On a brand new tire, yeah. So there's a, in a hot country like this, that will wear out very fast. Mm. So if you, have a, if you have a problem, it will quickly escalate to, oh, now we need to fix your tyres. So we have this conversation with customers about suspension and steering components. If there is an issue with any of them, you need to understand that, yes, it's not critical to that individual component right now, but your quote of 2,000 dirhams now may become 3,000 in six months' time because it still needs to be fixed and it's worn your tyres out. Yeah. So we've got to play the economy of what's the best solution here. One of the most overlooked issues with tire wear is always pressure. So simply simply making sure it's at where it needs to be. Yeah. So not running it at, you know, twenty five, not running it at, you know, forty one. Yeah. If you overinflate your tire, it will stretch out at the easiest point, which is always the center. Hmm. The, the 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 middle of the tire will then wear out if you under inflate your tire it will make it a lot softer on the road and, and it will wear out the easiest point which is where the, the actual physical rim and the weight of the car is put down which is on the edges hmm. they are the most common and we'll get a car in there'll be a car in there now that's got the same issue the customers that brought the car in will never ever check their tire pressures and they'll, yeah. they'll only get set on service so they'll wear out on the edge because they've been under inflated one of the problems you get with that these days is there's a lot of run flat tires which have the steel sidewalls, which right. they don't have spare wheels. Which blows my mind as well. No dipsticks and no spare tire in a uh, car. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so they, they can run on these sort of effectively 
uh, train wheels. Yeah. But be, when when the pressure is low, that just cuts through. So then you end up with a tire just completely shredded. Yeah. So it happens all the time. There are always compro- components on the steering and suspension that wear out. There are just because by the nature of them and what they do. And as they wear out, you'll start to get things wearing out on the tires. One side will wear quicker than the other. Um, in the case of a suspension damper failing, um, we've probably all been passed in, in, in this country a Toyota Camry taxi Gosh. where the back wheels are bouncing up and down yep. on the road as yep. it's driving. That's because the damper's not doing its job, so the spring's just oscillating with nothing dampening it. So those tires are just going to So be... the tires effectively go in and out of contact with the road. So you're going to have uneven wear. So then you get blocks of wear and blocks of wear around the tire yeah. and it looks kind of cool but it ain't nice it's horrible to be driving in yeah like it's going to be vibrating the seat yeah, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse mm. one of the this the sort of the other ones with tire wear is we call it sawtooth wear i think on on the michelin sawtooth wear. you had it was on um, their shoulder step where they've called yeah. it so that's just a characteristic now of the way vehicles are set up Mm. So vehicles are set up with steering and suspension geometry to be obviously as stable and safe on the road as possible, but there is also a matter of aerodynamic efficiency. And there comes a compromise sometimes. And especially on cars that don't get used that much that often, the tyres don't get warm they mm. don't necessarily expand and fill their full shape. They'll start to wear on the inside edge because most vehicles have some amount of camber, which basically means that the top of the tyre leans into the ve- body of the vehicle. They'll start to wear on the inside edge. Now, the only da- the only drawback to this isn't a safety concern. The only drawback to this is you start to get a, a noise, which is almost like a wheel bearing type noise. Okay. Once you've had the two side by side enough, you can tell the difference, but most people will get a wheel bearing noise on their car at some point having owned a car for a few years and then they might get it fixed and then they'll hear a similar noise again and think, oh, that was a wheel bearing last time, it's the tyres. Mm-hmm. And it's quite common. So the only real solution to that is rotating the tyres regularly front to rear if you have a vehicle with the same size tyres on the front and rear. Are there a lot of vehicles these days that don't have the same size? Yeah, most oh, rear wheel really? drive vehicles have bigger tyres on the back. Some of the RS models have really? bigger tyres on the front. So, yeah. Uh, not a, diameter width yeah oh, that's that's um, a pain so and before that if you had most tires now have outside edges and inside edges or they're rotational mm. before the yeah make sure and i've had i mean that's been years that we've had rotational tires i've had yeah. a situation years ago we're talking 25 years where whoever put the tires on put them on the wrong rotation yeah. i'm driving it was like i'm gonna die yeah yeah something's wrong with these tires yeah it was it was it was a death drive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes because it's the inside edge that wears, you could flip yeah. the tire on the rim and put the inside to the outside. The only problem with doing that is most tires these days have an outside and inside edge, so once it's worn out, it's worn out. So you yeah. can put it onto the front. It's usually the rear that this will happen to, mm. and that's because most people, unfortunately for the planet, most people driving a car are driving a car on their own. There's no one in the back. And right. the suspension and geometry setups are designed for full tank of fuel, three or four passengers, and luggage. So at that point, the tire, the camber on the tire that's lent in at the top, as the, as the weight is increased on the suspension, the tire straightens ah, out gotcha. perpendicular, more so to the road. So more of the tire comes into more of contact with the road. Mm. 
So that's that's one of the problems, and it's normally the rear that this happens. It doesn't not to say that it doesn't happen on the front. Ninety percent of the time, it's on the rear. There's not much you can do about it. You can put your suspension geometry um, out of spec, but then the car's not going to drive right, <laughs> and the other ones will wear out. The tire will wear out some other way. So yeah. that's just one of the ones to to put out to people but basic tire life are we thinking you know two three years i mean i know some parts of the world people drive you know with the same set of tires for you know forever yeah it's, it's in the uk it was common for unless apart from the front wheel drive diesels that we used to get in in vw you know you'd get cars in that we didn't even check tire dates yeah. <laughs> tires would be 10 12 years old yeah especially on the back ends <laughs> so we never checked them and and the roads are always cold yeah. they're wet so there's less friction and resistance, so they don't wear out as quick. Like I say, the front-wheel drive diesel engines, which have big, heavy diesels, don't forget VW and Audi's put their engine way forward. Mm. So there's a lot of weight on those front tyres. Diesels are very torquey, so they wear the tyres out quite easily. And uh, that was front tyres all the time. Yeah. But we have tyres 10, 12 years old now. In a climate like ours, five years is absolutely pushing it. Thoughts on used tyres? Would you buy them? No. Never. No. I not, see I not, see them at all the tire shops. Not unless you're painting them to put them in a playground or yeah. something. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't buy them. Anecdotally, do you think there's quite a quite a market for them? People I know don't... for a fact that there is, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I'm always shocked when I see people and when I see the used tires there and I'm always like, who's buying these? Yeah, lots of the tires that that get changed here. Let's say say you've got a car, you've had a puncture on it and one of them's worn out, you might change yeah. all four. Right. So that those four that you've changed, two of them might actually still be okay. So those ones get exported to Africa. Okay. A lot of them go to Africa, nations in Africa, and get put back on the road in, in Africa where there's there's less uh, legislation and also mm. less choice for them to buy branded tyres. So getting mm. a used continental tyre here is better than the option they have there. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've, I've dealt with people that do that for a living and they'll come okay. and buy our used tires all the time wow retreads uh not on anything passenger commercial yeah. vehicles i see them on a lot of commercial things but no no one's doing this for for passenger vehicles no there's not sufficient uh, material there on the on the on the tire to do that yeah. there are there are factories that will literally delaminate the tread and put you a new tread on that that's if you live near one and it's, it's your game <laughs> but here that the, the cost would just be more yeah. than buying a new tire we don't want one of those anyway just no get tired you know i always you know it's, it's funny because i'm i'm putting i put pearlies on my vehicle great value yeah. and you know people will say what do you got on there i said these these tires work blasted all right as well yeah you know they they give me a great lifespan and like anything you know like we've been saying here we're in the uae it's warm I get three years out of my tires, yeah. And it did, you know, it doesn't really matter what tire I've put on my vehicle. It's kind of like batteries; it all they're all they all last the same, yeah. And after about three years, I noticed that a little bit of you know drifting around a corner, yeah. and it's like okay, well, or you know, first rain and you're going around and you notice a little slippage. It's like okay, tires need to be done here again, yeah. And away we go. And and I've I've been really happy with Pearly. I know you were working over there with with the folks at one point, mm. and I you know, thought, well, let's give these things a try. One of the things to remember with a branded tire that's the OE, so the original equipment for the vehicle is that tire was designed with that vehicle and application in mind. Mm. So there's always a massive, massive benefit, not just right. the brand yeah. name. My, pro- my problem was I couldn't get the tires. Yeah. They, they weren't even available at the dealer. Yeah. So, but <laughs> And this that, happens. Yeah. So no, one's, no one has the 
ability, finances, or bad business sense to to stockpile four million tires yeah. for an old, for an old Wrangler because <laughs> they go out of date. Yeah, exactly. And they've got a shelf life. So, yeah. when you buy cheaper tires, let's say when you buy some of these alternatives that come out of countries like China and, and yeah. places like that. And let's be let's be honest, the Pearlies are a cheaper tire. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. when you do that, those tires aren't built with anything other than the size in mind. Mm. They're just made to a size. They're not yeah. built thinking, right, we're going to make this tire because it's going to be on a Wrangler right. in the desert. That's not what they That's not what yeah. they do. They, they make them to a size. Now, a lot of the cheaper tires come out of factories which are also making the expensive tires, and yeah. they share patterns. They, they share a lot of materials, everything. Yeah. So you can find that they're good. But, I mean, the, the best example is if somebody said to you, okay, I'm gonna, I want to put tires on my car, and they gave you the option of Dunlop or Sumitomo, most people, if they're told to pick the best tire, would pick the Dunlop tire. Yeah. Sumitomo Rubber Company make Dunlop tires. There you go. Right. So, but the the, the brand yeah. name makes people go. Yeah. So, there is a bit of bit like buying a handbag. Yeah. You know, it's it's got a name to it, so you'll pay silly money for it. It's just a piece of leather with a hole in the middle and a zip on the top, but it's got a Louis Vuitton's name on it, so you're going to pay more for it. It's the same with tires. You you sometimes pay more, but one thing to remember is. When, in your example, when Chrysler decided, right, okay, let's make a new Wrangler. Yeah. Who's going to put the tires on it? All right, let's go to Goodyear and ask them to make a tire for this car, give them all the specs, give them some wheels, give them some cars and let them yeah. go and test them. And they'll test for two, three months and they'll say, yeah. okay, here's your tire. Yeah. And that's how it goes. And they'll want a certain amount of life in the tires they won't want them wearing out too quickly they won't want them wearing out too slowly because they need to be changing them and making money out of it so there's a lot of things go into making a tire but Mm. the cheaper options don't have that they just copy so there is a benefit in cost but when you're getting three years out of them in the climate we're in there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you probably wouldn't get any longer out of a out of a branded one you know, out of a, but I think I think that's a valid point. It, just to remember that the branded tires, they've done the research. The tires that have come yeah. with the vehicle, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So when you buy a non-branded tire, it's it's almost a cost thing. Yeah, they're yeah. going to work, but remember that they don't have necessarily yeah. that research. I won't mention the type of tire or the make of tire it was, but we used to fit this cheaper type of tire quite a lot, and on a Toyota Land Cruiser Prado we could not fit them because oh. they used to vibrate. Wow, man. Yeah. They had the same on the sidewall, same temperature rating, load index, same speed rating, same size, everything. Yeah. But whenever you fitted them on, they'd vibrate. Yeah, there you go. So so something in the design. Something there that's that's just, you know. Yeah. And, and that happens. You know, yeah. that, that's, that's just one of those things. So then the customers will come back and we'd have to... <laughs> let them pay the difference to then go and get another set of tires and then we'd send those back to the factory yeah. and nothing ever changed. Yeah, there you go. You know, they're selling millions of these tires every day. They don't care <laughs> yeah, it's like... if I send them 20 <laughs> tires every month because I've fitted them to Prados and they're vibrating. They just don't yeah. care. Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind. You know, have your conversations. Talk to people in your car groups and talk to your garage. L- listen to your mechanic. When they you're don't... sat in your car driving it, the only thing that's keeping you on the road is the tires not the steering wheel the steering wheel doesn't work without tires not your brakes they don't work without tires not your engine that doesn't work without tires it's just your tires and if you think that that's just an exaggeration of someone that's trying to sell you tires i don't want to sell you tires take it come to me i'll take your tires off and you go and drive the car without tires on it 
with your ribs. <laughs> so the message is: think twice, invest in the rubber. Just mm-hmm. have some form of tires on your car, please. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Glenn, you know what? This has uh, been a, a, another great podcast. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Garage. We have been talking cars. It's been a lot of fun. Well, we'll, we'll do it all again really, really soon. Reach out to Glenn if you've got any questions, by the way. You can fire those through to 100.3 FM. Fire them through on the WhatsApp. Fire them through on the text line. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Garage. Google. You'll find him. He's on Instagram. Lots of great images coming up on Instagram. Get in touch. Have a chat. Look forward to doing this again real soon. Glenn, thank you very much. Thank you.